0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, February 29th. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. The Alaska House of Representatives is mulling an amendment to the state constitution that would guarantee residents a permanent fund dividend payment according to a set formula every year. The House began floor debate on the measure Wednesday. As it stands, the amount of the PFD is set each year by the legislature. That's the way it's been since 2016, when then-Governor Bill Walker vetoed a portion of the dividend. The Alaska Supreme Court upheld the veto, saying the PFD is subject to the same appropriation and budget process as other state spending. Prior to that, dividends were paid out according to a formula in state law based on the permanent fund's net income. Though it's no longer used, the formula remains on the books in state statute. The amendment would require the state to use the old formula unless lawmakers adopt a new one. The sponsor of the constitutional amendment, Nikiski Republican Representative Ben Carpenter, says it would protect the dividend from competing with other budget priorities. But opponents say the amendment would require the state to pay out dividends it can't afford under an obsolete formula. A roughly $3,500 dividend under the existing formula would cost the state some $2.3 billion this year. That's about a third of the state's general purpose revenue. Two-thirds of the House and Senate must vote for the resolution to place it before voters. A final vote on the measure is expected in the coming days. Things became unusually heated at the latest meeting of the Sitka Assembly after a member of the public and former Assembly candidate leveled accusation of corruption at municipal government and claimed his record requests were being wrongfully denied. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports.
1: A couple of times a year, the Assembly convenes as the Board of Appeals to hear citizen appeals. Often, it's someone objecting to the decision of a city commission. But on February 27th, the board heard two appeals on public records requests. Sitkin Austin Cranford submitted two public records requests to the city in December. The first was broad. Cranford asked for any documents dealing with records or reports of corruption, forgery, nepotism or other corrupt practice made against any city employee or elected official. The municipal clerk's office denied Cranford's request, informing him that either the records did not exist or could not be located. In his appeal, Cranford told the assembly that his public records request was broad to protect his sources.
2: When members of the public approach me, they are afraid of retaliation either from the city, city officials, or members of the public. Uh, I attempted to have some of these citizens come forth, but they had refused to come forth at this meeting. They said the only way they would come forth is if they were subpoenaed within a court of law, which I will pursue if this appeal fails.
1: Austin Cranford is a former assembly candidate. His father, Gary Cranford, is a former police officer who's brought a lawsuit against the Sitka Police Department. CRANFORD ARGUED THAT THE RECORDS EXISTED, BUT CITY STAFF WERE NOT PROVIDING THEM. MUNICIPAL ATTORNEY BRIAN HANSEN COUNTERED, SAYING CITY STAFF WEREN'T MISLEADING CRANFORD AND THAT THE BROADNESS OF CRANFORD'S REQUEST MADE IT IMPOSSIBLE TO FULFILL.
3: WE WANT TO PROVIDE YOU THOSE RECORDS, AND IF YOU PROVIDE US WITH MORE SPECIFIC INFORMATION AND A BETTER CRAFTED REQUEST, WE WILL GET YOU THAT INFORMATION. WE TAKE IT SERIOUSLY. WE'RE PUBLIC SERVANTS. We want to do the right thing.
1: During deliberations, assembly members asked Cranford if he could provide any evidence that the documents he was seeking existed. Tempers briefly flared when Cranford alleged retaliation in the Sitka Police Department. Mayor Steven Eisenbeis told Cranford to lower his voice and keep his comments relevant to the appeal, or he would stop the hearing. Without more to go on, the assembly unanimously denied Cranford's first appeal, Assemblymember Tim Pike said if Cranford wanted to be successful with a public records request, being more specific would be necessary.
3: My experience kind of with search engines is you get what you put in. It's my estimation that the city has responded and did not find what you asked for, Um, and it may very well be the way you asked for it.
1: In a second public records request filed in December, Cranford asked the city for records or communications pertaining to threats or actions against local media, including the Sitka Sentinel, commercial radio station KIFW, and public radio station KCAW. His request was denied by the municipal clerk for the same reasons as the first. The records did not exist or could not be located. Cranford said he submitted the request about retaliation against media after an earlier request for minutes from labor management meetings had been denied.
2: I was made aware that a labor management meeting had taken place where comments had been made by specifically the city administrator. uh, And I had put in a request on the 19th of December of 2023 requesting any records pertaining to the last 10 labor management meetings and was told that those records do not exist.
1: Because Cranford's second public records request was more narrow, municipal clerk Sarah Peterson said that after a review of 110,000 files, her office was able to track down all emails concerning local media organizations. None of them mentioned retaliation or threats against those organizations. The patience of the Assembly, acting as the Board of Appeals, clearly was wearing thin. The lack of any obvious connection between Cranford's previously denied request for information about labor management meetings and his current appeal for information about local media frustrated Assemblymember Chris Yusted.
4: You know, here the request is for regarding kcaw and the sentinel and yet your evidence that you're vaguely telling us has nothing to do with kcaw or the sentinel
3: therefore how is our clerks supposed to dig up this stuff that you were requesting <laughs>
2: the reason they're able to or should be able to bring it up is because i've filed this is the second request looking for this information now i mentioned the uh, previous 10 labor management meetings that was filed on the 19th of last year that's
3: that's,
4: you don't have labor management meetings in the request you want it you
1: put it in there
3: mr Yustad.
1: other assembly members agreed the second request was still too broad Municipal attorney Hansen said he'd only dealt with two other public records request appeals in his tenure as the city's attorney, both of which had more merit than Cranford's.
3: Mr. Cranford has decided to hide the ball, not not come to the clerk's office or to the municipal administrator or to me with any, with any um, and he just has this broad, over-broad request, and he wants a forum so he can get up here and make these unfounded allegations of corruption within the city. And it it just shouldn't be allowed to stand.
1: Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis wrapped up the hearing by saying that he recognized that Cranford was on the hunt for corruption, but that no one was withholding documents. Rather, significant staff time had been devoted to the search for records that don't exist, quote, within the confines you've given us. The Assembly unanimously voted to deny Cranford's second appeal. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose.
0: Another winter front over the Gulf of Alaska is dumping snow across the southeast panhandle. Even as far south as Ketchikan, the snow is piling up, which is surprising some residents and meteorologists. KRBD's Jack Darrell brings us this report.
4: Hear that? That's the sound of a snow day. It's the second day that Ketchikan area schools have been canceled for snow that began on Tuesday morning. Snow in February is normal. Anecdotally, people around town will tell you that February is often colder and clearer than the rest of the rainy winter months in Ketchikan. By 8 a.m. Wednesday, though, downtown was coated in a fluffy 12-inch layer of white and at least three more inches on the way, according to the National Weather Service in Juneau. Over in Metlakatla, they got almost nine inches in the same time frame, beating out their normal monthly average of seven inches in February. Meteorologist Rick Frisch says this much snow, though, is shocking.
2: And so the fact that you got 12 inches out of one storm at the tail end of February, which is more than the entire monthly normal for for February, yeah, it's pretty remarkable.
4: The cause of this winter squall is a low out in the Gulf near Yakutat. That's rotating bands of snow showers over southeast Alaska. Not only is this single storm more than Ketchikan's average snowfall for the whole month, Frisch says it's about a little over a third of the entire annual snowfall in one storm. Across Alaska, Frisch says it's been a strange winter, with Juneau and Anchorage both breaking snowfall records. Ketchikan can often get what's coined as heart attack snow, that thick, moist, heavy stuff that can be a danger to shovel. Frisch says this snowstorm across the panhandle isn't that, though it's drier and lighter. And even Frisch has to admit, it's beautiful.
2: This place wears snow very, very well. Uh, The the, the trees are all uh, covered in snow and it looks like the, uh, the the picture outside looks like the cover of a Mannheim steamroller winter album cover.
4: (laughs) From a white winter wonderland, or Ketchigan, I'm Jack Darrell.
0: Taking a look at the community calendar. Sheldon Jackson Museum hosts Pro Dog Racing Kennels owner Jennifer and Carl Probert for a Zoom talk titled Athabaskan Sprint Dog Mushers Carry On a Family Tradition. That will be at noon today. Free after-school kids' clubs for homeschool and Keet Gushaheen elementary students is at 2.40 p.m. on Tuesdays through April 23rd, and for Baranoff elementary students at 2.20 p.m. on Thursdays through April 25th. And the public is invited to the Mount Edgecombe High School Gathering of Cultures at 6.30 p.m. today at the B.J. McGillis Gym. I'm Aaron Fulton, and this has been Raven News. <laughs>